fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for start or sit. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. Thursday, December 27th, and we are doing start or sit. Two more start or sit shows to end the 2018 year and season. Welcome, everybody. This is Fantasy Football Today. I am Adam Azer. We got Dave, Richard, and Jamie Eisenberg here. Morning. Morning, dudes. Good morning. morning. Good midday. Good afternoon. Yes. Good evening. Yes. Thank you. All of those things. Uh, how are we feeling about week 17? How do you feel about your rankings? Feel confident? Feel good? Sure. Need to do some updating with some of the practice reports from yesterday, but otherwise fine. Yep. Yeah, let's get into some of the interesting rankings. That's what I want to start with, okay? And maybe we'll start with the running back position in general. So you look at your non-PPR. Chris Carson and Sony Michelle are top three running backs for you guys. In- yeah, Carson's going to come down a little bit now that Penny's playing. Okay, in PPR, Carson was top five. I'm sure he'll still be top ten. Michelle's top ten in PPR. So maybe no Gurley, no Zeke, Saints guys, Pittsburgh, Kansas City getting complicated. So it there aren't a lot of like no doubt about it studs the McCaffrey situation. So talk to me about running back this week. You're basically starting anybody who has shown effectiveness previously and recently, who you know will play a decent amount. You're going to start a lot of guys that you probably never expected to be starting in week 17. What do you think, Brian? The Brian Hills of the world. What do you think about McCaffrey right now? I I mean, we have him for zero projections on the site. They're not expecting him to play. Do you have him ranked? Yeah. I do, too. I've got him ranked as a number two running back. Uh, yep. Okay. Melvin Gordon is going to play, and he is ninth and seventh for, Dave and, for Jamie and Dave in non-PPR, and he is sixth in PPR for Jamie, fourth in PPR for Dave. That is interesting because you are expecting him to be a part of the passing game. By the way, Heath has Melvin Gordon outside his top 10, but inside his top 13. Uh, And last week it was Justin Jackson who really stole the catches from Melvin Gordon. He's at Denver. What is your confidence level in Melvin Gordon? It it seems to me like he'd be uh, outside the top 12 in a normal week, at least in non-PPR. Thoughts on Gordon? If he's going to get the work and... He's been good before. You're going to start him. But you're not really ranking him, I don't know, it, with a ton of conviction, it seems. Like, it, you would well, think in a week gonna like... Well, he's going to move up, Adam, because I currently have Carson, Jalen Samuels, and Damian Williams ahead of Melvin Gordon. And all three of those guys are going to go behind Melvin Gordon. Does Rashad Penny really make that much of a difference for Chris Carson? I think but Penny, twofold. It's they're probably not going to play him a full four quarters, right? And Penny taking away a couple of carries. He's you, look. You're not benching Chris Carson. Yeah. All right. So, do you think Melvin Gordon is going to have a good, great, huge, crappy game against Denver? Good. Good. I'll say it borders on great. Because I also think that if they get the Chiefs score, he's coming off the field. Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Let's talk about these two quarterbacks. Start with uh, start with Watson. Top seven guy against the Jaguars. Um, no hesitation in a tough matchup? No, especially since he's going to have to throw. I'm expecting the Jaguars' run defense to play tough and make it hard on 
whoever's running the ball for Houston. I think he'll be a lot of plays with his legs, too. Okay. His first game against Jacksonville was terrible. I think he scored 12 fantasy points. But that was Do you the know why? Game. Remember? No. That was the what that was game? game he, took the, he took the bus to the stadium oh. because he couldn't hit the puncture lung. And that's just the half of it. The other half of it is that Jacksonville's run defense took a nap that day. And Lamar Miller had over 100 yards on 22 carries. The offensive line came together in that game. I think the line's gotten a little worse over the last two games for Houston. I'd be very nervous to use any Texans running back this week. And I have, I have a feeling that Jacksonville comes to play. And it's going to force Deshaun Watson to make some plays. Well, that's, I mean, so that's interesting because when I saw ranked seventh for Jamie, fifth for Dave, seventh for Heath, I thought you guys were going to say, what does Jacksonville have to play for? Texans have a lot to play for. They're going to win. It's going to be easy. They can do what they want. Your argument, Dave, at least, is more Jacksonville's going to play well. That means their run defense is going to be good. And that sets up well for Deshaun Watson. Um, I don't know. Uh, interesting. So, yeah, I guess uh, what I like for Watson is that Jacksonville doesn't really do as well against quarterbacks on the road. Tannehill, notwithstanding, last week. Um, if this were in Jacksonville, I'd be more nervous. But I'm a little nervous about Watson because, you know, his last two games have been great, but they were against the Jets and the Eagles. That's a joke compared to the, to compared to, uh, the Jaguars. Yeah, I, I don't think Jacksonville's going to be very competitive. Um, their, their performance last week, I think, was much more aided by the Dolphins' inept offense. I think this is going to be a game where Watson puts it on his shoulders to go win the division. Okay. Uh, how about Russell Wilson? Ranked 12th for both of you, 8th for Heath. I guess my question is, how much are you factoring, factoring in the, uh, you know, the, the NFL playoff situation when you rank Russell Wilson? I think you're going to see what happened with Jared Goff. Same thing last week. He'll get some numbers early. They'll run the ball against the Cardinals, and they'll pull Russell Wilson in the fourth quarter. Dave, agreed? Agree. Okay. Um, two DSTs. The Bills DST. Jamie's got them 16th. Heath, 15th. Dave, you've got the Bills DST 4th. So why don't you guys talk about your differences there with the Bills facing the Dolphins at home. They're home against Miami. I think the Dolphins are going to be a team that's mailing it in on the road at Buffalo. What a terrible way to end your season. Yeah. I think Buffalo wipes the mat with the Dolphins. They will yeah. squish the fish. Yeah, I probably have them a little bit too low, but I think the Dolphins will score on Buffalo. Buffalo's defense hasn't exactly been great. Buffalo has one sack in their last three games. Yeah, they're just, it's not a good defense. But the Dolphins are giving up a ton of sacks lately. So it is like... But that mostly by Minnesota game. No, exactly. it's it's weekly. They've given I think they've given up like the fifth most sacks in the NFL. Oh, they're terrible. But a lot of that was the Minnesota and the Jaguars game. All right. I, if you look at their fantasy points allowed to DSTs, the Jets, Packers, Bills, Vikings, and Jaguars did well against the Dolphins recently. But it's it's one of those situations where it's like Bills DST, you know, eh, but great match. I understand. It's it's tough. That's why that's why the rankings are so different. Uh, and then the Chargers DST. You guys have the Chargers DST as sits uh, outside the top twelve. Heath has them seventh. They are at Denver. I think the same thing. They think they start to pull guys. Okay. I don't think they're that good. Their run defense isn't that good. That's true, but no, no, Philip Lindsay, you know. I know, and it is Denver. Yeah, I'm. I'm just not as confident in them as I was earlier this year. By the way, the three of the last four DSTs to play against the Dolphins scored a minimum of thirteen fantasy points. Yeah, Bills, Jags, Vikings. Uh, inj- injuries, news, and notes. Todd Gurley missed practice. What do you think? I'm thinking it's going to be a, a long shot that he plays. 
Might be too early to tell, but we'll uh, we'll preview that game tomorrow. Get everybody updated. Spencer Ware practiced in full. So, Chiefs running backs, what do you think? Williams is still the better of the two, but it's not as exciting as it was with Williams getting all the touches. He might get half of what he got you last week. So we talked about Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon having tough matchups. Are you going to start them over the Chiefs running backs? No. Not I'll, Williams. I'll start Damian Williams over Chubb. Yeah, over Mixon too for me. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to do that. I'm probably going to have Mixon ahead of him. Lamar Miller was limited in practice. We expect him to play against the Jaguars, but not too enthused? Not at all. James Conner practiced in full. What do you expect in the Steelers' backfield? Uh, a lot of Conner, a little of Samuels, and Messi. And are you, I mean, is James Conner a top five running back then? Top 12. Yeah, better than Mixon. Better than, better than yeah. Better than the Chiefs guys? Yeah, better yeah. than the Chiefs guys. Okay. The Bengals. Yeah. Um, Allen Robinson mispracticed with a foot injury. Uh, he's at Minnesota. Not starting him anyway. Although, do we know about Xavier Rhodes? It doesn't uh, look good. practice, but um, I expect him to play. I'm not so sure. Eric Ebron mispracticed. Allen Robinson may not play, too. Yeah, it's the note I just gave. Thank you. The note I just gave. Um, Blake Bortles is going to start for the Jaguars. Marcus Mariota optimistic about playing this week in that Sunday night game. Tom Brady expects to play in 2019. And the Dolphins are expected to move on from Ryan Tannehill, according to the Miami Herald. Uh, which is interesting. So like, what What is out there? What are you going to do at quarterback if you don't have Ryan Tannehill? Uh, the options are not appealing. No, they're not. You've got, you can trade for Foles. You can trade for Flacco. You can sign Teddy Bridgewater. You can sign Tyrod Taylor. And then the draft will have some interesting quarterbacks, but there is no slam dunk. There is no Baker Mayfield in this draft. And there's no Justin Herbert in this draft either. No, which means the 2020 class is going to be pretty good. Yeah, the Oregon's quarterback uh, returning for his senior season. Uh, Drew Brees said Teddy Bridgewater will see some time in their Week 17 game against Carolina. That means we're going to be pretty hands-off on the Saints, I imagine. Yes. So here we go. Let's break down eight AFC home games. Jets. Yeah. Uh, Jets at Patriots. Stat of the game. It's about Tom Brady. Ten of the last 12 quarterbacks to face the Jets have scored 21 or more fantasy points. And now this one is a little more subjective. I have identified on Tom Brady's schedule 10 easy matchups, which is pretty amazing. Like That's a lot. 10 out of 15. Uh, I think he's done well in eight of them. 23 or more fantasy points in eight of his of his 10 easy matchups. I certainly consider this an easy matchup. You guys have Brady kind of low. Uh, 15th for Jamie, 14th for Dave, and 10th for Heath. Um, all right, discuss Tom Brady because it seems like he's got a great matchup. He usually does well in good matchups. Jets stink, and you guys aren't really feeling it with Brady. I don't know if the Patriots are feeling it with Brady. They stuck to a very simple game plan last week. Lots of dinking and dunking, which par for the course for them, but they will mix in some deep shots. First game without Josh Gordon, there were like none. Mm-hmm. And gr- with Gronk's decline, Brady's numbers have gone south. His touchdown was pretty lucky when you go back and look at it. He threw to Edelman underneath. Not pretty lucky, very lucky. And Edelman just, his knees never touched the ground. He like laid on the back of a of a defender. 
got up and ran to the end zone. Yeah, it's beautiful. So I I don't want to trust Tom Brady, especially with the Patriots almost seemingly trying to hide him by using their run game. If you're starting Brady, you're hoping that James White catches a touchdown. You're hoping that Edelman catches a touchdown. You're hoping that Gronk catches a touchdown. Two of those three things have to go down in order for Brady to even be close to being a good fantasy quarterback. So who is the better quarterback in this game, Brady or Sam Darnold? Brady. I'm still going to take Brady. Okay. Darnold's best game on the road so far this season was 17 points, and the Patriots allow an average of 18 points per game to opposing quarterbacks. And it's Bill Belichick versus a rookie. Who is the best running back in this game? Michelle. Sony Michelle. Who's He's the, the start of the week. Who's the second best? McGuire. Uh, McGuire and non-PPR, White and PPR. Start of the week. We need start of the week music. I'm going to work on that for tomorrow. You do that. Uh, just in time for the last yeah. podcast of the regular <laughs> season. Exactly. Why don't you put that on your list of things to do during the offseason? I can do it tomorrow. So wait, who's the second best running back in this game? I was thinking about start. Uh, I think it's McGuire. I'll take White in PPR, McGuire in non-PPR. All right. What, what do we do with James White? He, his catches in his last five games, one, seven, two, five, two. And only one game with more than 25 receiving yards in those five games. Yeah, I, I don't think that he's worth anything more than a middle-of-the-pack number two running back in PPR. Because those receptions just aren't there. Are you going I think to, he's better than McGuire in that performance. Are you going to start Sony Michelle over James Conner? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's bold. But Not GPR. Okay. Uh, but as we saw last week with Jamal Williams, there have been eight running backs now with more than 12 carries against the Jets. Seven of them have scored 14 or more fantasy points. Six of them have scored 19 or more fantasy points in non-PPR, 21 or more in PPR. So if you get to work against the Jets, you do well. Um, how about Patriots wide receivers, just Edelman? Just Edelman. Yep. Look at this. In the, in the last six games now, the Jets have allowed 70 yards or a touchdown to 12 wide receivers. In their last six games, two per game. But I think four last week, so that's uh, crazy. All right, starter sit Gronkowski. Try to sit him. Uh, Discuss. He's so great. (laughs) He had a good game against the Jets, three catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown on seven targets. Want to hear a weird stat? Sure. The Jets allow the fewest, or they see the fewest tight end targets in the NFL. Only two tight ends all year have had more than four targets against the Jets. One of them was Gronkowski. The other was Ebron. They both had seven targets. They both scored a touchdown. So strange. Yeah, I'm fearful of him. He clearly isn't right. He's going to get matched up against Jamal Adams. And uh, I, I, I would guess he's going to have another bad game. So which tight ends would you start ahead of Gronkowski that you ordinarily wouldn't? The well, you can start with the, Herndon. Yeah, start with the other one in this game, Herndon, Evan Ingram. I would start Najoku. I would start. I would take the chance on Cameron Brait and Vance McDonald ahead of. And McDonald, Robert I like Hassan. over him, not Brait. Jamie, you have Hooper ahead of him. Yep. And Dave, you don't. Yeah, I'm not sure where I'm coming out on Hooper just yet, but for now, he's a sit. I guess we're sitting Sam Darnold. Then we talked about that. Uh, Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield this week if you're stuck? Darnold. Darnold. Okay. And Eli McGuire. Eli, my boy. 
right? Right? You know that you know that movie. Right? Right. Uh Thanks. So <laughs> Yeah, uh, how do we feel about him? I gave this stat on Tuesday. Only three running backs in seven Patriots home games have had more than 11 carries against the Patriots. Uh, Melvin Gordon or Elijah McGuire? Melvin Gordon. McGuire or Gus Edwards? Um, I've got McGuire a spot higher in non-PPR, and I'll take McGuire over him in PPR. I'll take McGuire in both. That's a good rhyme. McGuire higher. I like that. McGuire over Lamar Miller? Oh, yeah. All right. uh, for now. All right. And then, yeah, so Robbie Anderson. He's been awesome lately, for sure. He's been a, a league winner. But, you know, the Patriots pretty good at, at taking away those great wide receivers. They have allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver in seven straight games. That included, uh, I think, Jermaine Curse, six for 66 and a touchdown. Um, and then, like I mentioned this on Tuesday, uh, within this seven-game stretch where they've allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver in every game, Minnesota wide receivers, Pittsburgh wide receivers, Adam Thielen, Diggs, Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, all less than 50 yards. So that's Devontae Adams plus the Minnesota and Pittsburgh wide receivers, all less than 50 yards. How confident are you in Robbie Anderson? Fairly. Uh, same as I feel about McGuire. You start him, but... Not a lot of confidence. I don't have him in my top 15. The only thing that gives me peace is the fact that I believe he's going to get targets. And he's running a lot of varied routes over the past couple of weeks. He's crossing the middle of the field. Lots of double moves. He's going to be able to find ways to get open against this defense. It's just a matter of him being able to beat the double. And he's really only going to be able to do that on some of these nuanced routes that seem kind of new. For him, who's a better flex, Elijah McGuire or Robbie Anderson? McGuire, non PPR, Anderson PPR. I'm with it. Robbie Anderson or Damian Williams? I'm probably going to come out on Damian the Williams, Williams side. He's going to be a pain in the butt this week. It's going to be. Nah, like, he's pretty good. He's well, been. We just don't know. Good. You watch him play, and he's good. But he gets like ten carries. Without Spencer Ware, you know? I think he still gets 10 even with Spencer Ware. Uh, all right, Chris Herndon, we like a lot. Top six tight end for everybody. And sit the DSTs in this game. The guys do not like the Patriots' DST. Cincinnati's at Pittsburgh. Oh, this is crazy. This is an updated stat from last week. You're looking at Vance McDonald. Ten tight ends have caught a touchdown against the Bengals. All of them had five or fewer targets. This was the stat I gave about Najoku last week, and it was eight tight ends had done it at that point. Then Najoku and Fells both caught a touchdown last week. So ten tight ends have caught a touchdown against the Bengals, all of them with five or fewer targets. That's why uh, McDonald is interesting. But McDonald, guys, has had good matchups before and hasn't done well with them. So what is your level of confidence for Vance Vance McD? I think he's going to have a chance to score, and it's going to be better than average. And at tight end, at this point in the year, I will gladly take that and put it in my lineup. Cincinnati's corners have played well. Their linebackers and safeties have not. And that's part of the reason why tight ends have had such a great track record of scoring on the Bengals. And I would imagine that the Steelers take advantage. McDonald or Herndon? I've got Herndon higher. Because I think he can get you yardage and a touchdown. 
Uh, I'll take McDonald in non-PPR and Herndon in PPR. And they're back-to-back in Jamie's rankings in both formats. Mm-hmm. Uh, stat of the game number two, it's just about the Bengals and how bad they are. They allow the most fantasy points to quarterbacks, second most to running backs, ninth most to wide receivers, third most to tight ends, and second most to kickers. But I would be too nervous to start Chris Boswell. Um, with that said, I mean, it's just start everybody for the Steelers, right? Roethlisberger, no-brainer, wide receiver. Yeah, I guess it's Connor. Antonio Let's... Brown had one of the best tweets I've seen in a long time. What that was it? funny. What did he say? He put an S on the end of all of his jerseys and took a picture of it and said, who's got your Browns jerseys ready for this weekend? Because <laughs> nice. they need the Browns to beat the Ravens. Nice. I like it. Yes, they do. And I kind of hope that happens. Oh, I'm conflicted on that. It's really about who I want to see in the playoffs. I'm very intrigued by this Ravens team. Me too. Yeah, but you know so, what? It's so, Screw the Steelers. I, I mean, the Steelers could win it all too. Yeah, but they had their chance. They they lost some some games they should have won. Some Raiders stupid game. Ones too. Come on. Uh, anyway, back to this game. James Conner. All right, your thoughts. How, how much? I know I just asked you this, but what do you expect from James Conner? I would expect him to lead the way for the run game. Might get pulled on some third downs for Jalen Samuels. Samuels might give him a breather from time to time. I would ballpark him at 15 carries, two catches. And you're starting pretty much anybody that's got 17 touches or more. Especially against Cincinnati. Right, right. Let's not overlook the matchup. Right. Well, Mixon or or, uh, Connor? Connor. Connor. Mixon's going to be tough this week. I think Mixon will be okay. Yeah, he just makes me nervous. He's outside my top 12. Steelers have allowed a touchdown to a running back in nine of their last 11 games, including three rushing touchdowns at the Saints in Week 16. But their run defense is playing pretty well right now, so it's and this offense is atrocious. Yeah, it is, but it's like Mixon's still pretty productive. I mean, you know me, I love Mixon. Yeah. I, in most cases, you're starting him. I'm not getting cute and starting, you know, the Brian Hills of the world over him. But right, right. It's it's uh, it's just tough. Like I would still start Damian Williams over him. I'm, I'm starting James Conner over him. Uh, it's. It's not going to be easy for him. Right. And all that His said, his game came against who? Two weeks ago. It was a terrible team. Uh, Oakland? It was Oakland. Yep. Oakland. Yeah. Last week, Mixon had uh, 78 total yards on 19 touches at Cleveland. It's a tougher tougher game for sure. Uh, okay. So, Mixon, it's not like we're super down on him. He's a top 15 guy. Just right. I mean, Steelers have allowed nine rushing touchdowns to running backs in their last eight games. And Mixon's had at least 15 carries in each of his last three. He's averaged over four yards per carry in those three. He, You'd feel better about his chances if you knew he was going to score. I'd say the track record of the Steelers' run defense suggests that he can. I don't think he's anywhere close to being a top 10 running back. He's closer to that top 15, like 15th overall. He's a He's a good number two fantasy running back and someone that I would run for the hills from in daily. Who? Joe Mixon. Yeah, so are you starting any other Bengals in this game? Uzama. Oh, boy. Pittsburgh is just terrible against tight ends. I think a good game against them the first time, too. I, I think he's going to be easy to take away. After what happened last week, where Uzama led the team and targets, catches yards, and scored, maybe he gets a garbage-time touchdown. I don't feel great about Uzama. And he did have a season high in yards against the Steelers the first time. It was only 54 yards. Right. <laughs> he's had, I think he's had under 50 yards in eight straight games. I don't think he scored in the eight games prior to last week. I'm just not, I'm not ready to run into his arms and say, save my fantasy season, CJ. I don't think it's going to, 
I, I don't think it's a great start. Starting John Ross would be smart or not smart? Not smart. Do you need six fantasy points? Starting Jeff Driscoll would be smart or not star or not smart? Genius. <laughs> it would be not smart, but you know it is smart. Using ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT to hire the right person. You know, there are job sites that send you tons of the wrong resumes to sort through, and that is not smart. And job sites that make you wait for the right candidates to apply to your job. Not smart. ZipRecruiter is smart. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes and identifies the right people for your job and actively invites them to apply. You get qualified candidates fast. And then that's that's the great part about ZipRecruiter is that you don't have to sort through a stack of resumes and look for the best person for your job. ZipRecruiter is has its smart matching technology that does find those people for you, and that's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S., and this rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. You've got an opportunity to use this for free when you need to hire someone. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. You can try this for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. Go there. Get the right person for your job. A great, great website. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Cleveland at Baltimore. Big game. Stat of the game. In their last six games, the Browns have allowed only two rushing touchdowns to running backs, both of them Christian McCaffrey. And in their last three games, they have not allowed more than 68 rushing yards to a running back. McCaffrey, Philip Lindsay, and Joe Mixon. So this used to be a pretty good matchup for running backs. I don't know if it's really getting better or if it's just a small sample size. But I think the running backs in this game are, are tough calls. Gus Edwards and Nick Chubb. Um, who do you like better? I like uh, Chubb. I like Edwards better. Yeah? Yeah, it's just what the Ravens do. They give him plenty of carries, and uh, the matchup's a little easier for him than it is for Chubb. Yeah, but he doesn't catch the ball. If he doesn't score, you're getting six points. Any format. That's true. If he, well, he could get 100 yards against this defense. How many times has he got 100 yards? Three. Three? Three? Yeah. I mean, like half of his games. It's half his games. And he's had 80 or more in, in four out of uh, six. Right. File, file this guy under great opportunity for an average talent. And right. he's making the most of it. I think he's a number two running back. And you, probably a very low end one in PPR. Are you digging into the depths of the waiver wire uh, instead of... Instead of um, yeah, yeah, I'm starting Hill over him. If right, if Tevin Coleman's out, Hill is a start over him. I'd start Jeff Wilson over him. I would start uh, Damian Williams over him. Still, yeah, okay. Well, Spencer Ware, no, no, and obviously not Jalen Samuels. Um, Robbie Anderson or Gus Edwards or Nick Chubb. Who's the best there? I'll still take Chubb. I'll take Robbie. Okay. Uh, what else we got in this game? The quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield's an easy sit. I, okay. Are there any Browns that you are excited about? Uh, Baker for 2019. <laughs> <Chup>. <laughs> <laughs> what about the wide receivers? No. Nope. Are you starting? I'm not excited about any Browns. Like D.D. Westbrook over Jarvis Landry. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh okay, no Mayfield. And then Lamar Jackson. Starter sit. Sorry. I think he can be a top twelve guy. Gonna take on the Browns without their best corner. He runs a lot. Might get you some bonus yards via the arm. 
his best, their best corner will not make a difference in this game for what Lamar Jackson does. Unless he's tackling Lamar Jackson. <laughs> right. Uh, I actually forgot about David Ajoku. He is a start, but um, he's behind Herndon. He's behind Vance McDonald. This is not a good team, the Ravens, against uh, tight ends. And Ajoku had 6 for 69 on 10 targets in the first meeting. He hasn't had more than six targets since week six, so I don't know he's getting to ten targets again. But, uh, yeah, how come you guys have, like, McDonald and Herndon ahead of Njoku? I've got Njoku ahead of him. Oh, I should have said all Browns out. I think it's a better spot for those other guys. Njoku I don't think is very consistent. I don't think he's going to score. Yeah. Okay. So, Jackson over Tom Brady. Phil, uh, Phil Rivers or Lamar Jackson? I have Rivers higher. Uh, Jackson over Rivers. Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. All right, we talked about Gus. I have it Allen Rivers Jackson. Talked about Chubb. Would you start Alshon Jeffrey or Nick Chubb? Uh, Jack. Yeah. Okay. Would you start? Let's think of like a fringy wide receiver here. You don't want to do Robbie Anderson again. Oh, Adam Thielen or Nick Chubb? Thielen. Uh, Thielen. Okay. Baltimore's DST is seventh for Jamie and second for Dave, fifth for Heath. You know, the Browns have been sacked only three times in their last six games. Isn't that weird? Baker's good at evading the pass rush, but this is a good pass rush. Uh, Mark Andrews, I don't think we have any interest, right? I mean, I know he called the Correct. Yeah, okay. All right, we're done here. No Ravens wide receivers. Indianapolis is at Tennessee, your stat of the game. The Colts DST. Here's some hard-hitting fantasy analysis for you. In their last six games, they have had a good game, bad game, good game, bad game, good game, bad game. What does that mean for this week? So they're ready to be counted on, you're saying? Based on the pattern. How about based on playing Blaine Gabbert? Well, yeah, that is somewhat of the issue here. Like, if they play Blaine Gabbard, how much are you going to like the Colts DST? If they play Marcus Mariota, how much are you going to like the Colts DST? I'm kind of feeling like I'm going to like them no matter what. I don't think Mariota plays, but if he does, he's probably not going to be at 100%. And I think they can get to him. This is probably one of the best-kept secrets in the NFL, just how effective this defense is. Yeah, especially against the run. And this is the number two... Uh, well, sorry. So the Titans are the number two scoring defense in the NFL. I'm stick to the Colts though, because Derrick Henry is going to be, um, you know, pretty interesting. And the Colts, they they uh, or, excuse, yeah, the Colts. Where, where am I here? Come on, Adam. Three point seven five yards per carry to running backs. There have been eight running backs with fifteen or more carries against the Colts. Eight running backs. Five of them scored more than ten non PPR fantasy points and more than thirteen fantasy points, uh, in PPR. So five of them had good games. The three who didn't were Corey Clement, Bilal Powell, and Chris Ivory. So that, you know, basically the point is you get 15 or more carries against the Colts, you're going to do well. You get 15 or more carries against most teams, you're going to do well. Question is, is Derrick Henry going to have a good game or is he going to have a great game because he's been on fire lately? Good game. I would say he has a throwback game to what he had before the um, 200-yard four-score matchup against Jacksonville. He'll get you 50, 60 yards. He'll find the end zone. That's it, huh? 50, 60 yards? I really think that's it. I don't think he has a monster. Okay. Chubb, Edwards, Henry. Who's the best? Henry. Still Henry. 
All right. Oh, Henry. Any other Titans you're interested in? No. Nope. Then let's look at the Colts. Andrew Luck is a top four quarterback. Uh, maybe, maybe Sunshine. Oh, <laughs> I what a great movie! Uh, I think we can all agree on that. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys, since you know you guys are such a big part of my life. I was driving yesterday. I started listening to uh, Brian Adams. I thought about you. Shocking. One of our first like real inside jokes. Adams' love for Brian Adams. Right. Right. Just great stuff. Great. How many times rock. have you seen him in concert? Two. Two times, yeah. New album coming out, I heard, though, on Sirius. So, Are you going to run to it? <laughs> uh, okay. Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is interesting. You know, he doesn't usually do that well in tough matchups. He had 16 carries, 61 yards, and a touchdown, and one catch for eight yards in the first meeting against the Titans. But is this a tough matchup anymore with Jarrell Casey out for Tennessee? It's definitely an easier matchup without Jarrell Casey there. And I, I would figure that he'd have along the lines of that type of performance, what he had against them the last time. I think he can score. I don't think the yardage will be incredible. I think it'll be good. I'd love to have a healthy Ryan Kelly. Right. Right. That's the big factor. It has been for him. So Henry or Mac? I've got Henry higher. Uh, Henry in non-PPR. Well, Mac, Mac catches like one pass a game. I know, but it's still one more than Henry. <laughs> okay. They're they're basically the same guy. Okay, so uh, Mac, yeah, I'd be a little nervous, but I think this we don't know we don't know what Tennessee's run defense is like without uh, Casey. Like last year when the Broncos lost Domata Pecco for a couple games, it was a disaster. This year when the Giants lost Snacks Harrison, everything changed. This one one great defensive tackle can really make a big difference. Sure, but we don't know. I, mean, I think there's a lot more there on the Tennessee defense. Um, to back him there up. There is, but I still, I still like Mac's chances of having an okay game. I would have Henry over Mac, and I'd start both over Mixon. Anyone else other than T.Y. Hilton on the Colts? I got a feeling about Chester Rogers if Eric Ebron ends up not playing, and we'll probably know more about Ebron's situation on Thursday. Yeah, Ebron's going to play most likely. He was able to get through a limited practice on Wednesday. Now, I saw he didn't practice on Wednesday. That's what I saw too. That he did not practice. Okay. So if he if he ends up not playing, that's going to be real nice for Chester Rogers in PPR leagues. Okay, I mean it's kind of like a shot in the dark. It's not a shot in the dark. It is he a shot had... in the dark. You don't know it's going to be him. It could be Dontrell Inman. No, he's been he's been he's stepped up in the slot the last two weeks. His playing time has gone back up, and every time I, th- I could look up the stat for you if you wanted to, but I think it's three out of the four times he's had at least seven targets. He's been good for a minimum of. I want to say 13 PPR points. Yeah, well, there's a common theme there. Like, I'm pretty sure the three games you're referencing are last week without Eric Ebron and then the two games without T.Y. Hilton, or the three games without T.Y. Hilton, one where Hilton. Right. So if there's no Eric Ebron, the middle of the field opens up for him. I'm just preparing. just lost their slot corner for the year. I'm preparing, Dave, to debate you in the Google segment later. That's This is fine. Yeah. Who are you going with over? Uh, Jameson Crowder. (laughs) Okay. Wow. What a debate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think if you're somehow in need of a flex in a PPR, you can pick up Chester Rogers and use him. And I think he's a great cheap receiver in daily. All righty. Uh, Chargers at the Broncos. First meeting was in week 11. Denver won at 23-22. And uh, Phillip Rivers. Did we talk about Rivers yet? We did. 
We did? Okay. What We've did we... mentioned him. No, but we didn't talk about him at the top of the show, did we? No, we, we didn't. didn't get in-depth. We did Wilson and Watson, not Phillip Rivers. All right, starter sit Phillip Rivers. I'm okay with him. I think he bounces back. We've seen him bounce back from zero touchdown games before um, with big games. Each of the last three times he's thrown zero touchdowns, at least 300 yards, at least two touchdowns. He's had multiple touchdowns in six straight games at Denver. That was also back when Denver's secondary was very good. He's had 20 or more fantasy points in five of those six games. Broncos have allowed 21 or more fantasy points to five of the last eight quarterbacks they faced. The three who didn't get it were Jeff Driscoll, Baker Mayfield, who still had two touchdowns, and Derek Carr. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Rivers plays a full game, so just keep that in mind. The problem is... Yeah, I don't think he does either. I think he's a low-end number one quarterback. Right, right. Yep. Like, like you mentioned the 21 or more fantasy points. There's only been one quarterback that scored more than 25 fantasy points against Denver, and that was uh, Patrick Mahomes, 34 fantasy points and six point per I mean, they're basically the same guy yeah uh but they've pretty much faced only crap quarterback since losing chris harris so we don't quite know what their past defense is like without their best corner uh we did talk about melvin gordon and uh would you start melvin gordon or derrick henry or marlon mack melvin yep okay does justin jackson have any role or is he a sit not with that they're coming back not with what not, not with that they're coming back yeah, true. Uh, any Chargers wide receiver other than Keenan Allen? No. No. And no. Antonio Gates, Jamie has him 19th, so it's just, it's just a flyer. Uh, Denver running backs. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I My gut is like Royce Freeman's going to have 45 yards and a touchdown. What do you think? I think that's very well within the realm of possibility. Yeah, I'm not very, exci- very well. I'm not excited play, about he's him. Gonna be, he's in on first and second down. Booker will be in on third downs and in the two-minute drill. When they're at the goal line, I think you'll see Freeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think he's. I think seven fantasy points should be considered the minimum. Yeah, here, are, four. here are the uh, four games in which he's had double-digit carries and only one catch in those four games, so you don't really have to adjust... PPR versus non-PPR for Freeman. He's had 13, 6, 11, and 9. Uh, oh, no. He, oh, I was wrong. He has had 6, 11, 9, and 2 fantasy points in non-PPR in four games with double-digit carries. Um, I could have more. He's had 15, 13, 13, and 12 carries, so maybe he has 18 or something like that, but I, I don't know. Uh, we know it's a good matchup. And are you starting any Denver wide receivers? Uh, Hamilton and PPR for sure. Hamilton and PPR is a nice one. I'm worried about Cortland Sutton going up against Casey Hayward. Right. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you the wide receivers who had had double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR or 14 fantasy points in PPR against the Chargers. Tyreek Hill, three guys on the Rams, Jordy Nelson, Damian Ratley, Tajay Sharp, and Antonio Brown. So there haven't been that many, and there have been three that have been kind of crummy, uh, Nelson, Ratley, and Sharp. And the Chargers DSD, we talked about them earlier. Uh, 14th for Jamie, 16th for Dave, and 7th for Heath. we got three games left. we got Jacksonville-Houston, Oakland-Kansas City, and Miami-Buffalo. And we're going to get to Jacksonville at Houston right after this. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, stat of the game for Jacksonville at Houston. Derrick Henry is the only running back to rush for more than 61 yards against the Jaguars since Lamar Miller in Week 7. And in those uh, in that stretch of games from Week 8 through 16, uh, only three running backs have had more than 12 carries against the Jaguars, so that's part of it. Uh, but you guys mentioned earlier you don't really want to trust Lamar Miller. Where, where do you uh, come out on him right now? I don't want to trust him for a couple of reasons. The matchup is one. Number two is that Houston's pretty comfortable using multiple backs, and now they've got two other guys that they could turn to to help Lamar Miller shoulder the load against the tough defense. They've got Alfred Blue, and Deontay Foreman's back. He scored on a touchdown catch last week. So is this going to be a three-headed monster? Is Lamar Miller only going to get 12 or 13 touches? I, I, want, to, I want to stay away. Are you going to start Brian Hill over Lamar Miller? I am, yeah. if Tevin Coleman's out. And for the record, uh, Dan Quinn said that Tevin Coleman has a good chance to play. Ah. Are you going to start Tevin Coleman over Lamar Miller if he plays? If he ends up playing, yes. He did not practice on Wednesday, though. How do you feel about Leonard Fournette compared to the Falcons running backs? I would start the solo Falcons running back over Fournette. I do not want to trust Leonard Fournette at all. Okay, but you you do have him as a top 20 guy. That's based on what Week 17 looks like. Right. Okay. Uh, we're obviously only, okay. Well, actually, D.D. Westbrook is somewhat interesting here because Houston's secondary stinks and it's, and it's beat up. It is. So, how about Chester Rogers versus D.D. Westbrook? No, I I think I'd go D.D. I just think that's a little bit better. The two, there were three cornerbacks that got banged up for Houston last week. One of them, I don't think one of them is even on the injury report. And the other two are Kareem Jackson and Jonathan Joseph. They're veterans. They were limited on Wednesday. I think there's a pretty good chance both play. That'll make it a little harder on good old Didi. And by the way, but, let's oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say it's a better quarterback now for for the receivers in Jacksonville. Cody Kessler just can't throw. Yeah, and Blake, Blake can. Whether or not he's on target is a question, but at least he's willing to throw. And I I wonder if Bortles kind of lets it rip a little bit this week. Oh, now that there's no pressure, if he does, that's going to be good for the Texans. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. It would be good for the Texans, but I think he'll connect with his receivers far more than what Kessler did. But, you know, I just want to go back to Fournette. I just want to mention something on Fournette. Uh, the Texans have arguably the best run defense in the NFL. They do allow the fewest yards per carry to opposing running backs. It is really tough. You need him to score. He's not that involved in the passing game. Uh, he's not getting a ton of He did have three catches last week, but only 43 rushing yards against Miami. This is a big step up in competition. 3.2 yards per carry allowed to running backs for the Texans. I know he's going to be a number two running back for me. I Currently, I'm 13th. That seems pretty aggressive. He'll be probably somewhere below the 15 mark. Okay. Um, and we talked about Deshaun Watson at the beginning of the show. Please tune into that right at the top of the show uh, to hear about Deshaun Watson. But he is a top seven quarterback, and you can start him over. Philip Rivers and Russell Wilson, Nick Foles, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. 
And DeAndre Hopkins is a start. I did. I forgot to look up his history against Jalen Ramsey. I'm sure you guys have a have a clue on Hopkins. I will look it up for you. Okay. Here I am picking up the slack for Adam again. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is the last game Ad, I previewed today. Adam forgets everything. Dave to the rescue. <laughs> well, earlier this year he had three catches for 50 yards and a touchdown at Jacksonville. He scored in three straight games against Jacksonville. He's going to get 100 targets this week. <laughs> I'm going to take under on 100, but I'll take over on I like DeAndre Carter as a sleeper this week, too. PPR sleeper. Kiki Kute has been practicing. He practices on a limited basis every week. All right, Oakland's That's at Kansas City. Houston DST stardom. Um, except Dave has him ninth and Jamie has him fourth. Heath has him one or first, as most people say. Oakland at Kansas City here. Two more games. Stat of the game. In their last four games, this is amazing. The Chiefs have allowed seven touchdowns to tight ends. Seven in four games. Plus 63 yards to Tyler Higby, 54 yards to Antonio Gates, and 100 yards to Jared Cook. So, Jared Cook, starter sit. You should start him. Yep. He's not healthy, though. Right, I know. He was limited with a rib problem. Yeah, he got hurt on the in the Monday night game. He did. And he's got, like, 35 or fewer yards in four of his last six games or something like that. So we've talked yep. about Herndon, McDonald, Najoku. How would you rank Cook with them? i take Herndon over him, but then Cook next. Sounds about right. Okie dokie. Start with the Raiders. Derek Carr, no. Doug Martin, Jalen Richard, starter sit. Carr is interesting in daily. Yeah, he had a big game last time against the Chiefs. I, th- I think he's. I What's think the weather going to be really interesting. Right, it's got. It's going to have to be pretty cold. Yep. No thanks. Let's find out what the weather's going to be just for just for kicks. But uh, Doug Martin is also interesting. Doug Martin got back uh, to 21 carries last week. Had a great game against Denver, 107 yards and a touchdown. Scored a touchdown against the Chiefs. Chiefs allowed the third most fantasy points to running backs. Five yards per carry to running backs. Starters at Doug Martin. He's a good start. I like him, too. He's been getting a lot of work. He looks good. This Chiefs run defense does not look good. This is his uh, go-get-your-money. What about Fournette versus Doug Martin? Oh, Martin. I think it's got to be Martin. He scored in four of his last five games. Martin. His rushing average has been above. His last two games, the rushing average has been really good against Cincinnati and Denver. I would He's say bad that against Cincinnati. He had 39 yards on nine carries. He didn't get it. That's like the only game in his last so weird. month so without weird. 16 or more carries. And that and the game he got hurt in uh, against the Ravens. And in that Cincinnati game, is he was missing both of his starting guards. He got one of them back against Denver. Yeah, uh, so Martin, right, has a good has a good opportunity here. Um, would you start Doug Martin or uh, Tyler Lockett? Martin. Uh, yeah, Martin. Martin. Buffalo wide receiver or Doug? Well, no, you have Lockett ahead of the Buffalo guys. So, uh, Brandon Cooks or Doug Martin? Martin. I'll take Martin and not PPR, <clears throat> Cooks and PPR. Don't you think we should have been playing the damn Gina? Like a lot this year? Sure. By the way, how about this gem for all of you fans in Kansas City? High of 46 on Sunday, low of 31. So maybe it won't be super cold. Uh, and Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson in his last four games 
has 7 to 11 targets in each game, 6 or more catches. He's got 75 or more yards in three of his last four games, but he has not caught a touchdown. He has two red zone targets in those four games. 14 or more PPR points in three of them. Yeah. So he's like a seven catch for 80 yard kind of guy. And his best game over that four game stretch was against the Chiefs. Yeah. Yes, it was. That's when he came alive. They remembered him. Like Frampton. He's going to be their number one receiver next year. How ugly is that? (laughs) Who, Jordy? Yep. No, he won't. Who are they going to sign? Who are they going to draft? They'll sign or draft somebody, you think? I think Several Martavis somebody. Bryant gets another shot there. Who? Martavis Bryant. No, I don't think he gets another shot in the NFL. I know, I know. I just like the fact that they took it, that they traded for him, and uh, it was gone. You know what format you should start Jordy Nelson in? What? <laughs> yeah, like how much do you like him in PPR? I like him a lot. I think he's a top 24 receiver. He's a top 20 guy in PPR. Cool. You know, the funny thing is, like, the guys you have behind him aren't really big names, you know? It's just. There's a lot of big names that are resting this week or they're hurt. Yeah. Oh, by the way, receiver is kind of a dumpster fire once you get past the top 20 ish. I forgot to say this, but Odell Beckham has a chance to play, right? Is that the that the latest? Do you really think he's gonna? I don't know. Probably not. But Sterling Shepard or um, Jordy Nelson? Jordy and PPR. I will take Shep in non PPR. Patrick, I might Mahomes. take Shep in both. Patrick Mahomes is number one for Jamie, for Jamie. Number three for Dave. Number one for Heath. We've talked a lot about the Kansas City running backs. We should start Jordy Nelson or Damian Williams PPR. Uh, Damian I'll go Williams. Damian. Okay, sit Spencer Ware, start Tyreek Hill, sit Chris Conley? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Travis Kelsey's a start. And the Chiefs DST, 8th for Jamie, 13th for Dave. Jamie, what are you thinking here for the Chiefs DST? I'm 8th. I think the Raiders had their big emotional win last week, and the Chiefs are playing for the one seed. And They're going to beat up Derek Carr all day. They are going to get to the quarterback. They have the second most sacks in the NFL. But Dave, Derek Carr hasn't thrown a pick in 10 games. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I think you can do better than the Chiefs DST. They're good. They're not great. Miami at Buffalo, our final game. Stat of wow. the game. I'm, I'm glad you saved this one for last, Adam. Eh, that's what I do. Uh, your stat of the game is this. There have been 16. I think I gave this on Tuesday. There have been 16 wide receivers with six to nine targets against the Dolphins. That's typically what Zay Jones has been getting. It might be what Robert Foster gets. 16 wide receivers with 6-9 to nine targets against the Dolphins. 10 of them have had either 80 yards or a touchdown. It's not bad. Uh, what do you think about this game? Is there anybody in this game? Let's, let's do um, Josh Allen separately. Other than Josh Allen, is there anybody in this game that you're excited about? No. I have... Mild excitement for Robert Foster and Zay Jones because of the matchup. What about LaShawn McCoy or Kenyon Drake? Uh, uh, no. No excitement there. I'm excited about the Bills DST, too. I think they step up. We talked about them already, but I think they have a good game. Jamie, make the case for for Josh Allen. Uh, his best game of his career came against the Dolphins with 32 fantasy points. He threw for over 230 yards. He ran for over 100 yards. I think you see this Dolphins defense is uh, terrible. They don't want to be here. 
in this game. Um, they're just not good. It's going to be the typical, let's go into the offseason on a high note for Buffalo. I do think it's interesting, though, the reports of Adam Gase coming back. I think he deserves to come back, personally. It's one thing I want to look up uh, when you consider the upside of, of Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins, I feel like, sort of anecdotally, they have a history uh, you know, of being just terrible in Buffalo or in New England in, in, in a freezing cold game at the end of the season. Like a lot, of, they, a lot of times they take advantage of it when they have a home game at the end of the season, and these teams are coming from cold weather and going to the sweltering heat and humidity, and they're really good in those spots. But there is a chance that the Bills, believe it or not, I think there's a chance the Bills crush the Dolphins. Yeah, they had that game uh, two years ago when Ajayi went for 200 yards in Buffalo. Oh, that's right. Nearly, yeah. That was a weird one. Um, of course, the Bills they go had, to Buffalo late last year. Ten guys on the field for that final run. Uh, yeah, I mean, weather's we not supposed to be a big factor. But it's going to be cold. Like it's it thirty four degrees. It'll be interesting to see what the Dolphins do defensively with uh, you know some other guys. You have Cameron Wake who's not one hundred percent if he plays. Uh, I think he said it's a free agency. Xavier Howard if he plays, you know that'll be more impactful for Robert Foster than Zay Jones. Right. Um. I I you know look Allen's in a good spot. Yeah, and for what it's worth, the Dolphins lost forty one seventeen at Minnesota two weeks ago, and it was cold outside. <laughs> so <laughs> I can tell you from experience, it's freezing in Minnesota. Yeah, uh, last year they lost twenty nine thirty. Oh, last year week fifteen, December seventeenth, they lost twenty four sixteen at Buffalo. The following week they lost twenty nine thirteen at Kansas City. But Buffalo was a playoff team then. Don't forget, Buffalo was so good. Uh, last one, oh, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, that's the one you referenced. They they won thirty four thirty one in overtime at Buffalo. Okie dokie. That's it for the starter sit. Just want to read a few emails from our listeners. This is from C Stock. Dear Dick, Joe, and Mike. Mm. Mm. Very vague. If uh, there's a Dick for the Packers, those are two of their coaches. All right, Joe Philbin. I need to start two Dick running Lombardi. backs. What is it? Dick Lombardi. Dick Lombardi, that's right. <laughs> Great coach. I need to start two running backs and one flex in PPR. James Conner, Christian McCaffrey, Jamal Williams, Damian Williams, Derrick Henry, and CJ Anderson. I love when people are like, give me two running backs and a flex and the only positions are running backs. Connor, McCaffrey, Jamal Williams, Damian Williams, Derrick Henry, CJ Anderson, pick three, PPR. If we're assuming Gurley's out, Anderson's got to be in there. Anderson. Connor's got to be in there. Con- uh, Anderson, Jamal Williams, and Damian Williams. No, Anderson, Jamal Williams, and James Conner. Right. Okay. Um, this is an email from Leandro. Dear Philip, Melvin, Antonio, and Keenan. That one's Those easier. Chargers. Yeah, that's easier. I'm in the finals in a 12-team non-PPR league. I'm so stacked at running back that I don't know who to start. So um, I have Saquon, both Steelers running backs. Jamal Williams, Chubb, Dalvin Cook, C.J. Anderson, and Joe Mixon. Uh, I so how uh, how who'd you start? He needs three: Saquon, Connor, Jamal, Chubb, Cook, C.J. Anderson, Joe Mixon. The Saquon, first one, Anderson. Oh, Anderson was in there. Yeah, yeah. So it's got to be Saquon, Anderson, and Connor. 
And if Gurley plays, you go Jamal Williams. Yes. Uh, yep. One more from Jason. I am in the championship game. Oh, he says, hey, Sam Shepard, Stan Lee, Alan Rickman, and John Hurd. Hmm. Well, I know who Stan Lee and Alan Rickman are. Sam Shepard. Shouldn't I know who Sam Shepard is? He's that actor with the mustache and the really good voice. Oh, they're they're Christmas characters, aren't they? Probably. Because I think uh, the last guy was John Hurd. Is he the dad in Home Alone? Yes. What's Stan Lee do as a Christmas character? Oh, I've got the wrong Sam for Sam Shepard. Who's Sam Shepard? He doesn't have a mustache. <laughs> Sam Shepard. Oh, you know what? No, I think these are... These are deceased guys. Oh, that's sad. Ah, deceased <laughs> actors. Sam Shepard. Uh, yeah, I know this guy. I was thinking of Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Who's that? Look him up. This is you'll see his mustache. Our best moment. Um. Okay. Anyway, championship game. PPR. Two running backs: Damian Williams, Spencer Ware, Joe Mixon, C.J. Anderson, Gus Edwards, Elijah McGuire. Williams and Anderson. Damien Williams and Anderson. Two, one wide receiver. Beckham, Corey Davis, Robbie Anderson, Sanu, and Mike Williams. Rob- Robbie. And a flex. So we got Mixon, Gus Edwards, McGuire, and those crummy wide receivers. I'd go McGuire. I'd go Mixon. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for the very sad reading. Bummer. <laughs> All right, happy Friday. Uh, well, happy Friday. No, it's Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. We'll talk to you um, on Friday. You know what I'm excited about? What's that? Wisconsin. Got to go by. I hate you. I hate you, JB. Go, go, K's. Pitch right ball all the way. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. nah, nah. nah, nah.